There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, thank you for tuning in once again today. This is the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. And we are looking at Messianic Psalms. For those of you possibly new to the podcast, I'll give you a little bit of understanding of how we do that. What we do is we look at the Psalms. We've begun in Psalm 6. We've worked our way up to Psalm 17. Most of these, if not all of these, I believe are Messianic. They're concerning Jesus Christ. David was a great prophet. Peter told us that in that day of Pentecost, that preaching of the day of Pentecost. He told us that David was not just a king, but he's a great prophet of God. And so as David is writing psalms or writing prayer, and he is speaking, the holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, David is prophesying concerning Jesus Christ. These are referred to as Messianic Psalms. Now, there are probably about a dozen that are readily available if you're looking at Protestant materials or maybe looking at the standard religious materials of the day. But I'm not afraid to go out on the limb. I'm not saying that with cockiness or with arrogance or boldness, except boldness by the Holy Ghost. I'm not afraid to go out on the limb. And when you can see Jesus Christ in a psalm, I'm not afraid to go out and say, I believe this is Jesus Christ. The way we do that is we look at the words. What are the words of the scriptures saying? What exactly is the Lord penning to us to give us understanding of that psalm or those psalms And he does that by using words. We've looked at words like soul. We've looked at words like vexed. We've looked at words like cry just yesterday. Uh, We've looked at sorrow. We've looked at grief. We've looked at tears. And today we're going to look at a different word in Psalm 17. This is not always a key word for looking at Jesus Christ or understanding Jesus Christ, but it's important that we understand the doctrine behind this word. And every word in the word of God, uh, there is a doctrine behind that word. And people say, is there a doctrine behind the word the? Well, the Lord put it there for a reason. So if it says the, you better know it's a singular objective. And so let's look at the word of God as the word of God teaches. And he says in Psalm 17, a prayer of David Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer that goeth forth not out of feigned lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence, let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart. Now there's a key to understand that word feigned. For he says, thou hast proved mine heart, thou hast visited me in the night, thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. And so verse 3 is really a key to understand what he's speaking of in verse 1. In verse 1, he says, give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. 
Lord, I'm not praying this with lips that are fake. I'm not just giving you lip service. Lord, I'm telling you what's coming from the heart. I'm telling you what I am saying. You'll find my heart is pure in this matter. You'll find my heart is right in this matter. And thou hast tried me and found nothing. There is no fault in me concerning this matter. Pilate, make it well. There's no fault in this man. So he's saying these things out of honest lips. He's saying this with all integrity of his heart, with all honesty of his heart. There's no hypocrisy. There's no lip service. Now, to look at this word feigned, I want to go back to the law first mentioned. I don't always do that, but I think it's important here to understand uh, the word feigned in Psalm or 2 Samuel 14 and verse 2. Now, Joab, the son of Zeriah, perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. And Joab sent it to Koah and fetched thence a wise woman and said unto her, I pray thee, feign thyself to be a mourner. And put on now mourning apparel, and anoint not thyself with oil, but be as a woman that had a long time mourned for the dead. And come to the king, and speak on this manner unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. Now, this is going to be the exact opposite of what we're looking at. Here, the psalmist tells us, my lips are not feigned. Here, this woman has feigned lips. Someone else has given her the words, and he has told her to feign herself to be a mourner. And so she is going to pretend like she's in mourning. Yet Joab has given her the words that she's going to speak. There's nothing real in the conversation that this woman is about to perform. Nehemiah, in chapter 6 and verse 8, Then I said unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. So again, Nehemiah is ratting out, those workers of iniquity, those that have risen up against the people of God. And he said, thou feignest them out of thine own heart, that desperately wicked heart, that heart that's wicked above all else. It's desperately wicked. Who can know it? He said, it was out of thine heart that thou made this up. This is not real. This is feign. Feignest is a continual tense. Your heart still believes this. So again, there's nothing real in this matter. It's completely false. It's completely made up. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 10 tells us this. He says, and yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but feignedly, saith the Lord. What is that? Pretending like our heart is right. Pretending like we turn to the Lord with all of our heart. Pretending like we're seeking God. Pretending like we're searching out God. Yet, he said it's feignedly. It's not with the whole heart. There's nothing real about this. Why? Man looks upon the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. And so God, seeing the heart, tells Jeremiah, you're going to prophesy that there's nothing real. It's lip service at its absolute best. There's nothing real about lip service. Luke 20 and verse 20 said this, And they watched him, who Jesus Christ, and sent forth spies which should feign themselves just men, that they might take hold of his words, that so they might deliver him under the power and authority of the governor. And they asked him, Who is this? These men that are feigning themselves to be just men, they're spies, they're wicked men. They're working for the chief priests and the scribes. They said, Master, we know that thou sayest and teachest rightly. I mean, these are just men. Thou, we knowest that thou sayest and teachest rightly. These men 
by the way, not another good word we learned in the Psalms, another good word is flattery. These men are flattering him, but not with their hearts, just with their lips, because you can't flatter with the heart. It's just lip service. And teach us rightly, neither acceptest thou the person of any, but teachest the way of God truly. Is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar or no? So they're looking to trap Jesus Christ. They are feigning to be just men. They're acting, they're pretending, they're looking like they're just men, but they're not just men. They're phonies, they're liars, they're frauds. And so they're trying to set up Jesus Christ. But the word of God said this of Jesus Christ, but he perceived their craftiness and said unto them, why tempt ye me? I read the rest of the story. Show me a penny. Whose image and subscription hath it? They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and to God the things which be God's. And they could not take hold of his words before the people, and they marveled at his answer and held their peace. Finally, the great God of heaven shut the lips of the fakes. He shut the lips of the phonies. He shut the lips of these men that feigned themselves just men. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 6. The word of God tells us this. He says, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned. These are the things we minister before God. Our love needs to be real. Our love is not lip service. We don't love in word. We love in deed. And we love according to the scriptures. Any man that loveth not his brother, what is it? But my friend, a man that does not love his brother, he can tell him he loves him. What is he looking at? He's looking at the heart. If you don't love with all your heart, you don't love your neighbor as yourself, God's looking upon the heart. And so again, we give lip service. It's the old brother love thing. I love you. I love you so much. But yet it's just lip service. God's not looking for lip service. He's looking for love unfeigned. He's looking for something that's real. And oh, my friend, I can tell you story after story of even being in the house of God and people with their lips are telling you they love you. And yet you got to turn around to make sure the knife's not in your back when they tell you that. Love unfeigned is a real love. You don't have to pretend. You naturally, because of the work of God by the Holy Ghost, naturally enslave people. They love. They love according to the word of God. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5, he says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. So again, our love ought to be real. Our faith ought to be real. There's no hyperbole in faith. We don't talk about having great faith. We don't talk about how much we believe God. We talk uh, according to the scriptures about how much we believe according to what he has said, not according to our ability, according to the grace of God, not works of righteousness, which I have done, according to the mercy of God, not what I've accomplished. We don't speak on behalf of who we are. We speak on behalf of who he is. Why? Because real faith, honest faith, comes from above. There's nothing good in me to this day except Jesus Christ. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing, but yet Jesus Christ is in me, so there's something good in me. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, again, verse 5, 
The Apostle Paul writing to young Timothy says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. So again, he tells me this unfeigned faith. I see something real. I see something with integrity. I see something that's honest. This isn't just lip service. This isn't just talking a talk. This isn't just pretending. I see unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois. She was the real deal. Amen. And thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Now, Paul is writing this man to man, but Paul is writing this under the inspiration of God. God has inspired him, and these words have come out of Paul through inspiration, and the Holy Ghost has moved upon him to speak these words. Listen, not only was it Lois, his grandmother, not only was it Eunice, his mother, but it was also Timothy himself unfeigned faith, something real, something wrought of God, something born of God. First Peter, and again, chapter one of first Peter, the word of God tells in verse 22, speaking of that which is real. Again, that's just not fake, not forced. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart, and then he said, fervently. And so you do this out of a pure heart. You love each other with fervency. That's a feverishness. There's a heated love. Listen, it's not sexual. It's not perverse. It's never unclean. It's never dirty. That's why you're going to treat the younger as sisters, the elder as mothers in the house of God. This is never an unclean thing, but a fervent love for the brethren. It's not lips. It's not in gifts. It's not in lauding them. It's not in flattering them. It's the reality that you love them with fervency. Why? Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Again, it's real. There's real love. It's not forced. It's not fake. It's not with hypocrisy. It's not with lip service. It's something that comes from above. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 3, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words, who's that? False prophets in verse 1, with covetousness, with feigned words, all the flatteries, all the lies, all the hypocrisy, all because they're false prophets, greedy of gain, greedy of filthy lucre, they're hirelings, and he said of them, Oh, friend, if we could just see the covetousness with feigned words that make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Let me just take a moment and say this on the broadcast. He said to buy the truth and sell it not. The gospel's not for sale. Ministry's not for sale. This evangelist is not for sale. This podcast is not for sale. The truth is not for sale. Listen, we've traveled to preach on our own dime. I've preached many, many ministries on my own dime. We support the ministry on our own dime. We supported the preachers on our own dime. Why? Because we're to live in the gospel. That's what the word of God tells us to do. And I'm not trying to be mean-spirited or ugly about that. But I've watched men make merchandise of people today with their flattering words, uh, with, with, with feigned words out of a feigned heart. And they tell people what they want to hear. They heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they made merchandise of the people of God. But their end is going to be awful. There's going to be a judgment. It lingereth not. 
And he said, their damnation slumbereth not. That's the false prophets that are in this world today. That's the people telling people what they want to hear, looking for gain, looking for profit, looking for money. Can I say to you, we need something real. We need something honest. We need something wrought of God. We need some people with unfeigned lips can speak to God and cry unto God. And that's what the, the psalmist is saying here concerning Jesus Christ. Hear the right, O Lord. Attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. And then he tells us, Lord, you searched me. You've tried me. You know this is right. You know my heart's been right. All that would pray with reality and pray with honesty, not with feigned lips. God doesn't need lip service. God doesn't need flattery. God doesn't need uh, us to tell him how great he is and how wonderful he is where our hearts are far from him. No, God is a God that sees the heart and knows the heart. What God wants is a pure heart from us. He wants unfeigned lips. When we pray, it's with all honesty and with sincerity. Why? Because we love him more than anything else in this world. And that's the prayer that God hears. That's a prayer that God responds to. Again, today we've gone very lengthy on one word. I felt it necessary to spend some time on that word as we'll continue in these Messianic Psalms to look at the cry of Jesus Christ. We'll look at the prayer of Jesus Christ. And this time it's going not out of feigned lips. Don't you want to be real? Hey, would you just be real today? Would you be honest? Would you let your lips speak the things of God today? Unfeigned, all oh, for something real for the glory of God. Hey, until tomorrow, this is Brother Tim McVeigh. Thank you. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption called night. There only was tried. Now the angels of God are rejoicing. For the prodigal child has come home. And the saints all with gladness are singing. The glory. Song of the redeemed.